Good morning, guys. I am just waking up from an overnight, and it's coming up on 3 o'clock, and I'm just having my first cup of coffee. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was a tough overnight, man. One one of the old dudes was trying to escape. Um, you had um, one lady that was having some bathroom problems, and the girl I was working with was pissed because she didn't want me to help her out. She was embarrassed. She wanted one of the ladies. <laughs> so, yeah, I got out of that one, and I'm pretty glad because... Her room stunk, man. And then, you know, I had to get the typical people dressed in the morning. And it was just pretty hectic. I like the job because, you know, it's... Uh, and I get to help old, older people, which is nice. But it's um pretty much 17 bucks an hour to just sit there and listen to podcasts for the most part. Um, I do some laundry and whatnot. Um, I do my rounds, you know, go around and check if everybody's in their room. But... From about 11 o'clock to 6 o'clock in the morning, it's just staying awake. And to be honest with you, I did nod off for the first time <laughs> when I was sitting up in uh, my little space, which is like a um, a lounge area where I drink tea and uh, I steal cookies when I go downstairs. They have, uh, somebody had saved those um, Girl Scout cookies that are like, they used to be called... Um, well, they're the coconut ones, you know? There's coconut on top with chocolate stripes, coconut on the bottom, and they're chewy. And uh, that's a damn good cookie. So I'm trying to lose weight, so I don't, I don't sneak down and eat too many of those cookies. I've actually lost a couple pounds since I started this job because um, I haven't been super hungry all the time. Just, you know, sleeping at weird times, you know, it throws everything off. Um, but... Well, yeah, so when I left work, I was like, whew, that was another rough one, man. You know, I was glad to get the hell out of there. Um, but I, I fell asleep pretty quick. I took the dogs for a walk around the neighborhood, put the air conditioning on, and uh, we were zonked out, I think, fairly quickly. So here at like quarter to three, I'm getting up. And, you know, I wanted to do a, an episode. Now, this is going to be like a mellow episode because um, imagine I'm just waking up uh, I'm surprised that my brain is um, is this sharp because, you know, remember when I do these podcasts and I can't remember anybody's name because I just happen to be doing it when I'm foggy? Well, I didn't have any coffee this morning, but uh, I'm not super duper foggy, I don't think. I'm sure there's some things I won't remember and some things I'll say wrong, but um, I'm not, I've been foggier. Just had like my first sip of coffee, to be honest with you, and I had some uh, strawberry Pop-Tarts. So, um, yeah, I wanted to do an O'Neill Cruz episode. And you know what? I have been, most of my O'Neill Cruz episodes have been um, looking at, um, they've been critical. Let's put it that way, you know, because the guy is different from me. And this is a different generation. And I know a lot of my listeners are my age, like 50s and 60s. Uh, and then some of them are real young, you know, like... Um, millennials and I'm just the boomer guy, you know, that they love to hate because I'm, you know, I'm negative on the pirates, you know, they don't really understand uh, when you get to be a grizzled veteran of watching baseball, you know, you get to be a little more, um, you've seen it all, you know, and you really understand what the pirates are doing here. And sometimes it pisses you off, but uh, you know, he's just a different guy, you know, and I'm from a different generation. So now there's some things about this generation I like. I tell you what, man, one thing is, and my nephew um, is in the business. Now he's in like the, 
technology world more than the business world. But actually, he's in both, you know. He works in New York City um, for a um, technology company. Always been super smart. Always been great with computers and great with making money. And um, But they're smart in a way where corporations are just, they suck these days. You know what I mean? I mean, pretty much like the pirates, how they suck. Like they will do anything to penny pinch money. They'll screw over Max Kranick when he's hurt. You know, they'll cut just anybody they want to just to save a million bucks and then pick up a scrub. Um, they'll do some crazy things, you know. But um, millennials are smart enough to know that, you know. And they jump from company to company to whoever's going to give them the best deal. And I think that they've just, like that this generation has just, um, uh, I don't know, they've learned from like their parents getting screwed over from big corporations. And they have learned certain things. Now, they didn't learn lessons that we had, you know, but maybe not necessarily at that age, you know. A lot of them have gotten burned by this stock market that continues to fall and by crypto that continues to fall. You know, they were thinking that it's just going to go up forever. So they don't know everything. But as far as like being out for themselves and not thinking they're going to stay at one company for 30 years and going to, um, you know, uh, retire with a watch, you know, a free watch ceremony or something like that, a birthday cake. That's not the way it works, you know. It's cold times, man, you know? So, and that, that's kind of how baseball is too. But um, sports have always been like that. Like if you don't put up, um, you know, we have to get rid of you. It's a very tough, very competitive business. Take another sip of my coffee. The guy that um, O'Neill Cruz reminds me of because he hits the ball hard. Um, now, they didn't have um, exit velocities back at this day. But um, there was a guy that um, I actually stole Matt the Bat Frazier's nickname from. His name was called Pat Burl, Pat the Bat. And he was drafted first overall by the Phillies. And he had that gift to, um, when he hit the ball, there was a certain sound coming from the bat. And I remember when he hit an upper deck grand slam at Veteran Stadium, that round stadium in Philadelphia. Um, now, he didn't turn out to be a great player. Um, he had to make a lot of adjustments to his swing. Um, and, yeah, he never turned out to be that great player, but he did get a ring with the Phillies when they had other talents coming up. And that could happen with the Pirates. Let's say um, let's say one of the guys we drafted last year hits, you know. Let's say Anthony Solomedo turns out to be like a stud pitcher. And Bubba Chandler turns out to be just like this fun two-way guy, you know, or whatever. You never know who's going to hit out of the draft. Um, and then this year, we draft someone who's a super-duper stud. And then the, the year after that, we draft somebody that's a super-duper stud. And the Pirates actually do get a World Series in 2028, which I think is a, that's probably the first, yeah, 2027, 2028 are the first years that they could legitimately like have lightning in a bottle where everybody hits because the players that they have now in their system, they, there's just not enough talent there yet. They need to really hit on a couple of, um, well, generational. You know, I don't think O'Neill Cruz is generational, but they really need to hit on a couple of just really amazing draft picks, you know. Again, I've told this story many times, and I always do this comparison. 
like the Phillies did with Chase Utley and um, Ryan Howard, you know. And then with the pitcher, um, who was really good back then, Cole Hamels, you know. So they did it. You know, you can do it with young players. Now, they added some money, and they got lucky on the uh, Rule 5 draft with Shane Victorino. But they had to pay a lot of money for their closer. Um, Brad Lidge was 42 for 42 or 43 for 43 in save chances that year, including the playoffs. He didn't blow one save. His slider was just on, man. Um, if you want to make a comparison, he was better than Bednar this year. You know, that's how good he was. But um, going back to O'Neal Cruz, uh, I do think he has that um, special talent that Pat the Bat did <clears throat> in that when he makes contact, he hits the ball really hard. Um, he probably doesn't elevate the ball as much as Pat Burrell. Because um, Pat Burrell was a home run hitter. And just look him up on Baseball Reference and check out his years and stuff like that. Um, he was considered to be a home run hitter. He was more of a 30 to 35 home run guy. Where um, uh, the first baseman I mentioned on that team hit 48 home runs uh, in his rookie year. Ryan Howard. So he they don't have a guy like that yet. Unfortunately, I wish he was, but I don't think Mason Martin is a 48 home run guy, you know, he's more of a fringe guy. Um, he's a bomber, but he's more of a fringe bomber. Um, he's not just not that gifted, you know, as Ryan Howard, but they were both first basemen, also a fun comparison. And I do look forward to seeing Mason Martin come up because he's such a great kid, you know, and that is a good segue to O'Neill Cruz. Now, you know, I'm sure he's a great kid. I've seen him smile. I do think he's a little bit of like a spoiled, rotten type kid sometimes, you know, when he doesn't listen to the coaches, when he refuses to do whatever it takes to help the team, which is play the outfield, you know, because he's got to admit to himself he hasn't been that good in the infield, you know, like he is not a good shortstop. And I've had a couple coaches DM me on that. Um, not Pirates coaches, but coaches on um, Twitter, you know, guys who had coached baseball. And um, I tell you what, uh, he probably should have, if he had a better attitude, I would have a better feeling of him being a superstar. I don't think he's necessarily a shit person. But the fact that Ben Sherrington, you know how he speaks in like crypto, um, the fact that Ben Sherrington actually mentioned his off the field stuff and mentioned his attitude, uh, he wanted to leak some of that stuff that I was reporting last year, you know, and I kind of got lucky on it. I saw him when he was in a sulky mood. Um, I got to talk to an, um, a couple people around the team that kind of said, you know, the way he was acting at the time. Um, and he was being a loner, you know, maybe not being the best clubhouse guy at the time because things weren't going well for him. Um, but at just what I do when I watch guys and when I talk to guys, and I didn't talk to him, but, you know, I look for just little hints, you know, um, of what kind of person might this be. And I saw enough hints that I thought he might be that guy, you know. And he, did, he has turned into be a little bit of that guy, you know. 
a little bit salty at times, a little bit of a prima donna, you know, not wanting to play different positions, um, checking his watch as he rounds second base, you know. Like, I like the bat flip. I do. Um, and I actually don't mind the, um, the checking his watch at second base if he was more of a, like, dedicated dude, you know, to helping his game. Because sometimes I think he's not, you know. Like I've heard, I think he shows up late for games at times. And I don't have anything to prove that. This is completely what I've caught on the periphery of watch, of looking at um, quotes and watching the guy. You know, and, listen, and watching how um, coaches treat him and stuff like that. Um, I think he probably shows up a little late for games sometimes. He doesn't put the extra time in. To help his defense is what I think, you know. Um, and yeah, he probably, you know, doesn't work as hard on his game as he could. Um, and he's got that big swing. And for that reason, you know, I'm not sure that he's going to adapt as quickly to when major league pitchers on the Brewers, you know. Uh, major League pitchers on the Braves, you know, teams like that find holes in his swing and have ways of putting him into a slump, you know. He's more of a um, a guy that, you know, thinks he deserves the fanfare because of his God-gifted talents. You know, he wants to get paid. He wants the money, you know. He wants to be flamboyant and go around. Um, maybe Reggie Jackson is a good comparison, you know? Yeah, maybe that is because he is a very like me guy at times, you know, like it's all about O'Neill Cruz, you know, and not all the time. I mean, Reggie Jackson won a, um, world series or two with the Yankees, you know, he had three home runs in a world series game. That was Reggie Jackson. I mean, the guy also had his own candy bar, <laughs> you know, he was also all about Reggie. He used to do the Reggie, he used to start the Reggie chants himself. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he was, he had a big ego, you know, and I don't know if that's the case with um, O'Neill Cruz, because he tends to hang by himself at times, at least when things aren't going well, you know, so I don't know if the guy has a big ego I don't know a lot about his personality um, because he speaks in a different language and I haven't got to hear a lot of his interviews and stuff like that. And I am genuinely looking forward to finding out all that, you know? So what could O'Neill Cruz be? Unfortunately, he is a, um, what you would call a, um, uh, he's almost like the Donald Trump of the Pirates where some people love him and some people hate him, you know? Um, he's a polarizing player. So, you know, some of the fans can't wait to say, and these are the, the fans, you know who they are, the Pirates fans that are pissed off that they never win anymore, that are going to say, see, I told you he sucked. Can't play defense, you know, whatever. And then there are other fans that compare him to Aaron Judge and that compare him to um, uh, Barry Bonds, um, that 
want to see him be the super duper star that maybe he even has the potential to be offensively. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I do know Aaron Judge um, was able to use that big swing of his and is having a career year this year. He's got like 25 home runs already, you know. So, boy, that would be fun. I can understand why people want him to be that because they're big time Pirates fans, you know. And you want your superstar. And I think that it's rare, not rare, but it's it's unusual for a Pirates superstar to um, jump up in the prospect rankings from around being around 50 to being in the top five so quickly because he got hot at the end of last year. I know people got super excited about that, you know. They got excited about his home runs from his knees. They got excited about the rooftop home run, as did I. That was fun. And you just dare to dare to dream, you know. That's why you're a fan. You dare to dream. Uh, now, me, I don't take that angle with the Pirates. Um, if anything, I usually try to tell you guys to uh, pump the brakes with these rookies, you know. And I think for the most part, that's what's happened, you know. Sawinski looks great at times, and he looks terrible at times. Um, Diego Castillo looks really good at times, and he can look really bad at times. And Tupacato, Tupacata, Tupacita, Tupapita, Marcano. I think it is Pita it ends in. Um, Marcano, he's going to have his struggles as well, you know. But a nice smooth fielder, you know, I like the guy. But, um, yeah, if anything, you know. It's so rare that you get like a generational player um, that, um, you know, normally it's like, let's pump the brakes here, you know. And my, you know, that's my gut feeling with O'Neill Cruz is he's a pump the brakes guy, you know. He's not a generational guy, but he should have some really fun moments. Um, he's going to have some fun moments on the good end and some fun, some fun moments on the bad end. But he should, be, he should be a can't-miss at bat, which is great because it's a reason to watch this team. I also think when Mason Martin comes up, he's going to be, have some can't-miss at bats, you know, uh, because these guys are going to fail in the majority of their at bats because that's just baseball. Um, but they are also going to hit some home runs into the um, Allegheny, you know, and that's going to be fun, you know. Um. I think that his defense is is going to be bad, you know. I I heard a couple people just watched last night's game and said his defense was poor, you know. So he hasn't improved, and that's probably why the Pirates don't want to bring him up. Um, they, I don't know why they don't just pit, bring him up to pit, to play DH because you could play um, Vogie at first base, and he he would probably be less of a liability. And O'Neill Cruz at shortstop. Um, I don't know why they just don't bring him up to DH. Um, but they don't really have another shortstop if you think about it. Because the way... And maybe that's why they haven't brought him up. The way that um, Diego Castillo has been struggling. it's You just can't keep him up here, you know? He's batting like 130 in his last 40 at-bats. And he's such a nice kid. And he has some promise there that you want to see him go down to the minors and regain his confidence. Um, and Kevin Newman just isn't ready to come back yet, from what I understand, you know? 
So maybe this is why they were putting it off along with the Super 2 stuff. And maybe he won't even come up today. I don't know. Or Monday. I really don't know what's going to happen with O'Neal Cruz. But, um, you know, I think that they want to have him play at shortstop because they really have been catering to this guy's whims. Um, because they don't want him to sulk. Because they know he does better when he's happy, you know. And you know what? As a coach, your job is to get the most out of your players. And coaches these days in professional ball really do have to cater to the superstars. They really do, you know. And maybe they see the potential of a superstar with this guy. But if you look at some of the superstar talents, um, like Odell Beckham, uh, Odell Beckham, I think, is a good comparison to O'Neal Cruz. Although I don't think O'Neal Cruz would like um, put on the, the shows that Odell Beckham put on at halftime uh, as far as just being, um, just being, I don't know, really sarcastic about if things weren't going his way, you know. I don't think he's that type, but I think he does get down and kind of sulky when things don't go his way. But let's just use that as a comparison, you know. Odell Beckham Jr. has a generational ability to catch the ball with one hand, you know, to make amazing plays, to um, do everything you need to do as a wide receiver in the game of football. He can catch the ball in traffic and then score untouched. He can catch balls that have like a 5% probability rating of being caught. He can do it all, but he got so caught up in Odell Beckham. And I'll tell you why I know this. Um, Odell Beckham was supposed to sign um, some baseball, some football cards at um, a place in Scranton by the mall. And you know how cards are these days. Um, A lot of people are getting back into cards. And O'Neill Cruz is no different. There's like 20 different kind of Bowman uh, and, you know, all these different cards. Um... They are gold gold cards, silver cards, platinum cards, shiny new O'Neill Cruz rookie cards. And um, he was supposed to sign them. And he stayed at a, a football game for his college instead, showed up like three hours late, didn't apologize to the people waiting in line. He was Odell Beckham, you know, and it's all about him. But I tell you what, the game today has changed because even though Odell Beckham has not put together the kind of career that you would hope that he would when he came up with the Giants and he's been cut by a couple teams because of his attitude and his lack of work ethic, um, he still was in demand and he got a ring this past year with the Rams. So if you have that much talent, I can't tell you as as a boomer, you know, or you would call me a boomer. Um, I can't tell you that you can't have it be all about you and still make your money. You know what I mean? That can happen, you know? So I don't know how this thing is going to end up with O'Neill Cruz. Um, my, view, my vision when I close my eyes is that he's going to have some up and down days with the Pirates And he's going to win a World Series with the Red Sox. And I don't know why I picture that in my mind. But that's just just my, um, my vision, 
you know? Like, I could see that happening. <laughs> I can't predict the future, so I don't know that that's going to happen. But I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens with the Red Sox because sometimes I'm right, man. I don't know how. Like, I, have, I do have a third eye with things, you know, occasionally. So, um, and guys get mad. You know, I get, I get made fun of because I talk about my gut feelings because I'm old school. You know what I mean? But that's kind of how I picture things with O'Neill Cruz, that he will be really good someday. And maybe he will get a World Series with the Red Sox. Um, as far as how this rookie year is going to go with the Pirates, I think there's going to be some ups and downs. I think it's going to generate some excitement. I think the ups are going to be pretty high and the downs are going to be pretty low. And I am excited about seeing this guy, you know. And isn't that what sports is all about, you know. So let's just enjoy watching this guy. And that's exactly what the Pirates fan forum said. You know, all this hype and all this back and forth has gotten in the way of us enjoying watching a good baseball player, you know. So let's just enjoy watching this unfold, you know. And let's not have any pre-motion. I'll I'll try not to jump on him when he makes a big mistake. And let's just try not to have any preconceived um, notions about this guy. And let's just see what happens because God knows this team hasn't been very good to watch. When you get three or four hits a night, that can be pretty boring, you know? When you lose nine games in a row, that can be pretty boring. And even when you were winning earlier in the season, it was between games of losing 21 to nothing and 18 to four. And this guy is exciting to watch. Rowanzi Contreras is exciting to watch. Bednar is exciting to watch. And um, to a more established extent, um, Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds are very exciting to watch. So the when the O'Neill Cruz era starts, I think we're going to at least get a little bit more entertaining baseball because it's another guy with a lot of talent that we can dream on, you know, as fans. Now, I'm not a fan of this team, but you know I was a fan of that Phillies team in 2004, 2005, so I can put myself in your shoes. And let's just see what happens, man. And we will enjoy those home runs into the river, and we will enjoy those upper deck home runs out of the stadium, you know. And I don't even know what O'Neill Cruz's nickname is going to be yet, so we'll have to find out, you know. But uh, yeah, enjoy it. Hopefully he gets called up shortly. We love you. Peace out.